2: From 90s heartthrob to noughties action hero, Keanu Reeves has been a movie star for over three decades. Whether it's time travelling for a school project, taking a red or blue pill, or getting revenge for a murdered pooch, there's no denying Mr Reeves' coolness. Here's Neil, who is also sort of cool, with 10 Keanu facts. Thank you
4: very much, Pav. So, here we go. In high school, Keanu Reeves contemplated trying out for the Canadian Olympic ice hockey team. He was one of the actors that lost the role of Wolverine in X-Men to Hugh Jackman. When his sister Kim was diagnosed with leukaemia, he set up a private foundation to aid children's hospitals and cancer research. As an avid rider, he co-founded Arch Motorcycle Company, which builds and sells custom motorcycles. One of his first roles playing a competitive cyclist, for which he shaved his legs, in a 1980s commercial for Coca-Cola.
5: Whoa!
4: <laughs> when Keanu Reeves first began acting, his agent thought his name was too exotic. So he was credited as Casey Reeves, Norman Creaves or Chuck Spadina. <laughs> Reeves' first role ever came. His first role ever came at the age of nine in a theatre production of *Damn Yankees*. Whoa whoa, 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 whoa! Hold on. Believe this: Keanu Reeves is also an author, having written the text for a picture book *Ode to Happiness*, illustrated by Alexandra Grant.
5: Whoa, Boxerama! <laughs>
4: Keanu Reeves trained with the legendary martial arts choreographer Yun Wu Ping for the original Matrix film. Whoa, 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 whoa. hold on. And he co founded the alternative rock band Dogstar and played bass guitar for the band from the mid 90s to the early 2000s. Whoa!
5: Baxarama! <laughs>
2: Wonderfully done. Thank you, Neil. Thank you, My Wonderful Keanu Reeves facts with some wonderful pronunciation there as well. Um, Keanu Reeves, only one person that we could have to come and join us to count down the top 10 Keanu Reeves facts. Ladies and gentlemen, it's M from Verbal Diorama. Welcome, welcome, welcome. <laughs> welcome indeed.
5: Whoa! Whoa! <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: she's, here, whoa. she's here whoa indeed <laughs> yeah.
2: indeed uh, um, pop
0: quiz hot shots <laughs> um you've got a podcast and you want a guest to talk about keanu reeves what do you do
2: <laughs> you yeah. that's what you do exactly. You call That's them. exactly what you do um i mean it was your idea obviously to do the top 10 keanu reeves and if anyone's listened to your wonderful podcast there's a reason because there's a link to Keanu Reeves to every movie that you do in your podcast.
0: Yeah. What's yeah. the
2: fascination with Mr. Reeves?
0: Um, I think honestly, there's, especially in Hollywood, there's a lot of toxicity and, you know, there are a lot of people in Hollywood who have these very high profile careers and they, you know, but they seem to get away with everything. And they're notorious for being really bad people. And yet they have these amazing careers. And what I love about Keanu Reeves is not only is he literally like the most attractive man in the world, because he's fit (laughs) as fuck, but also (laughs) he's a really nice guy. Like he does stuff for people. He like,
5: Mm.
0: you know, he gives his seat up on a plane for, you know, or train for pregnant women. You know, he he signs like all of these autographs for people, you know, he doesn't question anything. He doesn't complain about anything. He's like, he's like the most down to earth movie star that I think we have other than Brendan Fraser. Mm. I think Brendan Fraser is kind of there as well. Like just a really humble, normal, sweet guy. And so is Keanu Reeves. And I love both of those men. So, you know, I guess it's kind of my thing, but Key, there's something about Keanu you know the whole internet's boyfriend thing mm. that he's got going on and I just feel like verbal diorama is a place to celebrate movies and to celebrate the fact that movies get made and it's so hard to make a movie just generally you know you've got to get all these people together you've got to get your schedules aligned you've got to do all this work special effects you know all of that and it all gets done the resulting movie may not be brilliant at the end of it. That's, you know, all art is subjective. But yeah. to have verbal diorama is a place for positivity. And to me, the most positive person on in, like, Hollywood doing movies is Keanu Reeves. And so it just made sense. I think it was kind of from, I think, episode seven onwards I started doing it. Or maybe 13 I don't remember exactly But it was It was quite early on I started doing This connection To Keanu So every episode I do something called The obligatory Keanu reference And yeah It's basically Linking The movie that I feature With Keanu Reeves And if anyone is on The video right now They can see that He's right here Behind me Not literally Listeners no. he's not literally Behind me no. I wish he was Literally behind me Right now I know That would be rude.
2: That sounded but... very rude <laughs> <laughs> but, I'll give that a ding on my bell, I think, for that one. Um, And he'd also be very embarrassed because, (laughs) because you've just said what a lovely person he is. And if he's in the room with you, he's going to be so embarrassed because he's very humble, isn't he?
0: He is very humble, but I think he knows that people think that he's amazing. And, you know, but yeah, he is a very humble guy and he just seems like a very sweet guy. And like I say, he's so good looking. Like he is. I think, you know, looks wise, he's the sort of guy that I really really like because he's just he's just so handsome and he's tall and he's and then like some of those movies you know where he worked out and he's got like you know really nice physique and... <laughs> all
2: right calm down em calm down okay Sorry. all right
0: that's
5: you ever met him?
0: i haven't but that's no. like well it's it's like the dream i've been trying to do it for a while um i've got a couple of contacts that i've been sort of saying you know if you ever do Get an opportunity, especially like through film stories, because obviously I write for them. Mm. Um, I've kind of said, Look, if if there's any opportunity to interview Keanu Reeves, you know who needs to get that right. Um, and the editor Simon Brew, he's the loveliest man. And (laughs) he's kind of basically said, you know, it's probably going to never happen right. And I'm like, Yeah, but if it does, just that tiny, (laughs) tiny, if it does happen, please, I will go anywhere in the world. But I tell you what, will happen. So I will get this. If it happens, I will get this gig to speak to Keanu Reeves and I'll probably enter the room and I'll probably be, like, the shyest person. Like, I'll probably be, like, giggling in the corner. <laughs> you know, I, I just know that I'd be, like, really frightened to speak to him.
2: <laughs> what would you do if you got in the room with him and you started interviewing him and, it was a, and he was a real shit what it would you do? But, but what would what, what would you do if that was the, say he was having a bad day and all of a sudden oh. he was just he was like Bruce Willis style interview where it was like because sometimes they say you should never meet your heroes, mm-hmm. should you? I mean, what I, I mean, I don't want to ruin like your
5: you're bursting you, my book I,
2: no, I am. I am. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't mean to. It's just it's that thing of like I've always felt the same. If you meet someone like George Lucas or Harrison Ford for me, and they ended up being just like really abrupt and you think oh my god this is my one chance to meet them but
0: you know I kind of feel like someone like Harrison Ford I think he's kind of well known for being quite forthright like if he's not happy he'll say I don't want to do this I'm not happy same with Bruce Willis you know and in a way you've got to kind of give respect to them they work they they, these people work hard they might do like a hundred press junkets in a day Mm. they don't want to do 101 I get that But to me, I don't feel like Keanu would ever do that. I feel like he would always be respectful and kind. And even if he's having the worst day, because let's be honest, he's been through some bad things in his life. Um, And, you know, he still kind of comes out of it. And, you know, he kind of had this big career, like in the late 80s, early 90s, kind of going through to 1999. And then like in the 2000s, he kind of started to disappear a little bit. And then he had like this huge resurgence with like John Wick. And now obviously going forward with um, some movies that we're going to be talking about. Um, And I I just feel like people recognise kindness and grace and nobility and all of those wonderful qualities. And we need that in the world because there's, let's be honest, there's a lot of shit in the world. There's a lot of Mm. crap. There's a lot of horrible things going on right now. And sometimes we need a little bit of sweetness and brilliance, and I think Keanu delivers that. Mm. For, well, for me, he does, and I suspect for a lot of people listening as well, he delivers that.
2: Yeah, I must admit. Right, well, Neil, what do you? What's your overall view of uh,
4: Kr? I think he's one of our fi- Well, one of our one of the finest um, action stars out there still. Um, and he's proved that with The Matrix, the original Matrix, way back 30, 20 years ago, or whatever it was, 30 years ago. And then he's done the John Wick series, again, proving that he does it. But he puts his heart and soul into it. Now, he's not obviously the best actor. We all know the infamous, I know where the bastard sleeps line and all of that. <laughs> um, but he's still charismatic, isn't he? He's still, he's still a, he's a screen idol rather than a screen actor. Does that make sense? To me? Yeah. He's, a, he's yeah. a movie star, isn't he? Yeah, he, he is, he a, is. a bona fide movie star. Movie star but yeah. you don't hear, like like Em said, you don't hear anything negative about him. It's always a positive thing. And, you know, even he's got a great sense of humour. He was on that mm. Between Two Ferns, wasn't he, on that? And he was hilarious. Um, yeah, I think I, I've got a lot of time for him. And, and when I looked into his films, I have to say that, you know, it wasn't... There's a lot of great movies on on his list and you forget yeah. them a bit, a little bit you know there's, there's a certain one that I completely sort of nearly washed me over when, when I was thinking about it I was thinking oh what should I, I put on the list and obviously I brought his filmography up to see everything and I was like holy fuck I forgot how did I forget that movie so yeah, yeah I, with, great with movies, Keanu, for
2: it? me with Keanu is like when he's good he's really really good mm. and it, I always seem to it seems for me that the movies where he hardly says anything He's fantastic in, you know, when he's very this, the the silent moody guy. When he has a lot to say, I mean, knock knock for me is one of the worst movies I think I've ever seen. It Was the um Eli Roth? Uh, yeah, you see, I've still not invasion seen it. movie, and it's no, got. I've a it. Have you not seen it? There's a there's no. a scene. You know the um the remake of the Wicker Man with yeah. Nick Cage, and you know the, the bees the bees scene. Mm. There's a scene like that in there that when myself and my wife went and saw it at the cinema I was laughing and my wife was going you're not supposed to laugh at this part this isn't a bit to laugh at and it was really bad but when you see Keanu in proper like you say action mm, there, no. I don't think there's any, there isn't anyone around now that's, that's as good as him maybe Tom Cruise doing the yeah there's or, Tom Cruise in the equation isn't but it? I, I think he's at the top of his game when it comes to mm. like the John Wick and and the Matrix and there's always that little glint in his eye, that little little glint in his eye that he, like he will say that this is a movie, but I'm I'm the star of this movie, you know? And yeah. <laughs> that's what I like about Keanu Reeves. I think he's- but when
4: you watch the behind the scenes, like of John Wick and The Matrix and everything, it's the commitment he Absolutely. puts into it. And the work and the practice and the, you know, the study. I think it's honourable, isn't it? Really. It is. It really is honourable. Well, we
2: are here to celebrate Mr. Reeves. So... Em, would you like to kick us off with your number ten? I'm sure we'll have a lot of um, duplicates on this. I'm sure, but we will we will talk about each movie uh, as much as we need to. So, give us your number ten, Em.
0: Okay. So this might be a bit of a wild card choice, but my number ten is "Always Be My Maybe." Okay. And it's it's not a huge role for Keanu Reeves. I don't know if either of you have got this on your list.
4: Uh, no, I don't no. think I've actually okay. seen it.
0: Okay, so it's on Netflix. Um, it's a rom-com. It stars um, Ali Wong and oh my God, the the other actor's name's just gone out of my head.
5: <laughs>
0: oh, I really like him as well and I can't think of what he's called. Let me have oh, a look. Oh. Randall um, Park. Randall Park, thank you. That's okay. Yeah, Ali Wong, Randall Park and it's basically about these two people and um, like their, their friends and um, he starts to kind of be attracted to her and then she introduces like her new boyfriend who's Keanu Reeves but he's playing himself in the movie and it's like an exaggerated version of himself but the reason I love it is he's only in it for about like maybe five, 10 minutes, not very long but he's such like an exaggerated version of himself. He's the like he plays a character that's completely not him at all. Like he's a little bit vain and a little bit stuck up, and um, it's it's just like one of those performances that became like a meme on like Twitter and like. Uh, uh, is that GIF. restaurant.
2: Is it a restaurant scene where yes. he's like he's like kissing? Yes, yes, yeah. yeah I've so seen that's that a from bit. Yeah, yeah, Always yeah.
0: be my maybe. And it's just a really fun role for him. And it was one of those that I think Ali Wong just kind of called him up and said, Would you do this? And he was like, Yeah, sure, I'll do it. I'll yeah. be your boyfriend. Yeah. And and it's just really, it's just really fun. And it like I say, it's kind of unlike anything else that he's done because it's I know he has done rom coms in the past, but it's it's like a bit of a fun kind of twist on this, because he is playing Keanu Reeves, but it's clearly not him. Um and it's He's just having a lot of fun with it. And I just think, yeah, it's... Um, I didn't think it would be on either of your lists, to be honest. Um, and I I did spend quite a lot of time going through my list and like, oh my God, I need to move this. Oh, this is better than that. Um, but yeah, I just felt like that needed to be in there because it is a little bit of a, an unknown gem, I think. Yeah. Uh, so I'm not a huge rom-com fan, but I really enjoyed it.
2: I've definitely seen... I think I've seen that scene and it definitely looks like he just had loads of fun like shooting it. So yeah. he must have thought, right, I'm just going to go and have fun with this and just be as over the top as possible. But yeah, it's a very funny scene. I will have a look. Yeah, uh, a look. I'll put it on the video playlist for our Patreoners.
4: I will um, yeah. put it on there so that people can see. Go on then, Neil, you're number 10. So this is a comic book adaptation. Probably guessed it already. Um, it caused uh, a lot of a... Uh, Hullabaloo when it first was announced that he was playing the title role of Constantine um, or Constantine, whichever way. Um, Obviously the original character in the comic books was Liverpudlian. He was blonde haired, but Keanu came in with his surfer dude accent and black hair, but I think he owned it. And I think he made the film very accessible, watchable, and his action in it was great. I mean, obviously, he was helped with a great supporting cast like Tilda Swinton being in it. You can't go wrong when you've got a support like that. Um, yeah, it's been a while since I've seen it, but I, you know, I still think of it with fondness. Hence, why it's at number ten. It could possibly have gone higher if I'd have had the time to rewatch it, but I hadn't. Um, but yeah, I think it's a load of fun. Have you both? You both seen this film, I take it.
0: Uh, yeah, I actually saw it quite again quite recently because mm-hmm. I I actually did another podcast and it's it's not come out yet but it's about Constantine um, and so I rewatched it for that so I think I watched it again about a couple of months ago um, and it's on my list um, and it's number five.
4: Oh, okay. ah, there we go. Yeah.
0: Because I know that it's it's I know that uh, you know the hardcore. Constantine, Constantine. I know that they changed the pronunciation for this movie, but um, I know the hardcore fans don't like it. But I think if you take away the name Constantine, mm. it's it's a lot of fun, and I really love what they're trying to do, and I love Rachel Weisz. Just anything she's in, yeah. I will watch. As you said, Tilda Swinton is incredible. Peter Stormare is amazing in that movie, and I I just have a real fondness for Constantine and. I will happily sit and watch it. You know, you know, like some movies you just think, oh, I'll just rewatch it just because mm. Constantine is one of those for me. Oh, right, I then really, it's going really back it. straight
4: straight back on my list. I must catch up with it. Cause I, I loved it for a while. Yeah, i, I really, seen it really for did. And ages. it's been a while. I need it's to revisit a little, it, I think.
0: Tiny, tiny little bit dated, but overall I think like the depiction of hell, I think is really beautiful and um, i i don't know i just i really like sorry my phone's just gone off <laughs> i just realized it's um, keanu
2: he's asking for a date look that's yeah, what it is, yeah let's
0: hope so let me put that on silent i'm so sorry <laughs> don't worry um <laughs> um yeah i i really like the visuals in it um mm. i'm not a huge fan of the the comics like i didn't really read the comics so to me it was just another keanu Reeves movie but um obviously I, I, because i did an episode on it i had to look into the the history of constantine constantine um and it is fascinating it's a fascinating movie and it's one of those it i i really do think if it was called something else if he if he was called john smith or whatever yeah. i feel like the movie would have been given a much better chance than it was given
2: yeah yeah. Yeah, I need to I need to revisit it. 'cause it's been years since I've seen it. So i I'm, certainly am going to know. But yeah, thoroughly enjoyed it.
4: Thoroughly um, enjoyed that.
2: Wonderful. Okay. Uh my number ten, um, Keanu's famous for a few trilogies. Uh this was number three in the Bill and Ted trilogy. So this Bill and Ted face the music. I was really surprised when I watched this, just I how am, much I still haven't seen it. Just how much I enjoyed it. I mean, apart from the fact that I don't know whether Keanu's face looked a bit weird i think maybe because i'm used to seeing him with his john wick beard that he, oh, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah. he seems
2: to have a very very sort of um uh, what's the, just a very smooth face and i don't know whether they tried to like do any cgi to it i don't know but the actual movie i was really surprised how much i enjoyed it because i just thought why are they making this it just doesn't seem right but it is a fantastic movie and it's got a lovely heart to it Mm. A really good heart to the movie, I don't, and if you haven't seen it yet, Neil, I don't want to spoil it for you. No, I haven't had the um, chance, but yeah. um, oh, I can't remember the guy's name. who is was it that plays death? Oh, a uh, Bill. Um, oh God, oh, everybody's blanking William, on names. Oh my God. <laughs> no,
5: William, um, William. William Sadler. Sadler.
2: William Sadler isn't it I think. Yeah, William Sadler. Die he, Hard 2. He's too, back again. He, yeah, he's back again and I he if they they, they should make a spin-off just of like death because he's <laughs> fantastic as a character. Um so I recommend it to anybody that hasn't seen it yet to find it and watch it. So I don't know whether it's in your top 10 um M
0: It it's not, but it was a close contender for the top 10. Um, right. I really enjoy it and and it's one of those that I feel like everyone was to there are some legacy sequels that no one wants. Yeah. So, you know, something will come out and you're like, why has this come out? Like, the, the original was, like, 20 years ago. Like, why bother? Mm. And then there are some that people really, really want to see. And, like, a third Bill & Ted was something that a lot of people wanted and it was in gestation for so long and they managed to do it. And it was really fun. Yeah. Um, I thought it was sweet and lovely and the, um, like, the... The people, the actresses, they got to play like the daughters. I think I sorry, I think one of them's non-binary, so yeah. um, not technically actress, but yeah. the actors, shall we say, um, yeah. who they got to play the daughters. I thought they they were excellent as well, um, and yeah, I just thought it was really sweet and kind. I actually do need to rewatch it because it's uh, it's been a while since I've seen it, but mm. yeah, I it's a, it's a great movie.
2: Yeah, mm. I would recommend it without a doubt. Uh, um your number nine, then please, Em. Um.
0: My number nine. Okay, so this was a difficult one because this was something else and I switched it. Oh. Um, I don't know if I should say what it was originally.
4: Okay. If it's still in your top ten, then I'd hold on.
0: It's not. Oh, right. I right. took it then. out. <laughs>
4: okay. So, okay.
0: So I really struggled with, like, the end of the – well, I struggled with the top of the top ten and the bottom of the top ten. Um, so I originally had a scanner darkly,
4: Okay, great
0: movie. Um, And it's a really, I like that on a technical level more than like an acting level because Mm. I think it's the rotoscoping. I'm a big fan of animation just generally. And Keanu doesn't really do animation as as a rule. So I I really like the way they shot that. I like the story behind that. Um, There's a hell of a story behind that actually. Um, But then I thought to myself, there's another movie That I think deserves the number nine. And again, I think this might be controversial, but I put in Bram Stoker's Dracula.
4: Wow, don't worry about that because that's my number seven.
0: Okay, Okay. no, well, that, I tell you why. I feel like Keanu gets a lot of stick for his role Mm. in that movie. And he generally, I do feel like he probably was miscast as Jonathan Harker. But at the time, he was working a lot, he was struggling, you know, it was, he was, on burnout, basically. Mm. Um, and I really don't think he's as bad as people say that he is in that movie. I re-watched it recently. Um, and everyone always makes fun of how bad he is. I don't think he's a bad actor. I think he knows how to pick his roles nowadays. But back yeah. then, I don't think he did know how to pick his roles.
5: I agree um, with that,
0: yeah. But I think Bram Stoker's Dracula is one of the most stunningly beautiful movies. Um, It's... Genuinely, one of my kind of—I love the gothic romance, just gen, just generally, anyway. But the sets and the costumes and everything is pr- pretty much everything is practical in that movie, apart from smoke. Smoke mm. is the only thing that's CG. Everything else is practical, and it's stunning and it's beautiful. Mm. And mm. I, yeah, I I adore Bram Stoker's Dracula. It's—I know Francis Ford has done a lot of great movies, but that is up there for me. Um and yeah, Winona Ryder, I love her. Um, Gary Oldman. I mean, you can't go wrong with Gary Oldman in your movie. And
2: giving it everything as well, isn't he? Oh, Anthony he's like, Hopkins. Absolutely, yeah. And yeah. Oh,
0: yeah. yeah, Anthony Hopkins, it's, it's a stacked cast. Mm. Gary Oldman is chewing that scenery, and yeah. I love it, but I, I love the practical effects in it. I'm a practical effects nerd, so anything with practical effects like that and it's just, it's beautiful. It's an absolutely beautiful movie. And yeah, he he's not brilliant in it, but I think he's trying his best and I have to give him props for that, to be honest.
4: Well, I, I mean, I think, like you said, it's a visual treat for the eyes, the whole movie. I think, we, you know, it's it really is. But I don't think it matters that Keanu Reeves isn't very good at it because you're not watching his performance. He's great in it as for what he does, but like you said, it's all about Gary Oldman, Anthony Hopkins, really, isn't it? It's those two having a real ham off. And I think both of them are superb in that movie. And I absolutely love that movie. I really do like that movie a lot. I think it's a great telling of the Dracula story, although Mm -hmm. they tried to do it quite close to the original book, you know, like the diary form. It loses its way a little bit, but yeah, I think, but yeah, it's great. That whole sequence with Keanu locked up in the castle and the old man Dracula yeah. floating around, and you know, and like the
0: shadows on the walls, and
4: it's just a I've visual treat. It it's really is.
2: It's beautifully shot. It really yeah. is. It really is. Yeah, it didn't. It didn't make my top ten, unfortunately. But, but anyway, uh, that's
4: a great one, uh, Neil. You're number nine, please. So we spoke about Ham. This is another ham it up film it's the devil's advocate Al Pacino <laughs> has never been hammier than this in his life but I actually really enjoyed it this is like um this is just watching somebody's hold go for it and enjoy yourself and I actually think Keanu Reeves is pretty decent in this and we got to remember it's Charlize Theron's uh first movie as well was not it uh main it? Role. I didn't, yeah I didn't yeah. That, yeah yeah Taylor Hackford wasn't it directed it as well yes um i actually yeah i really quite enjoy this movie i don't know people question why i really enjoy it i don't know i just enjoy the good versus evil sort of storyline the the fact that they brought it into you know consumerism and lawyers and courtrooms i I just think it worked treat an absolute treat and like i said i really don't think keanu reeves is that bad in it have you ever seen this movie? no he's
0: he's really good in this movie Mm. like I rewatched that recently as well. (laughs) I don't just watch Keanu movies. I promise, Um, but yeah, I rewatched it quite recently, and because I hadn't seen it in a long time, and I was surprised at how good he was, Mm. especially if you're against Al Pacino, yeah. Mm, And Charlize Theron. I know, I know that it was an early role for her, but she's always excellent,
4: and she really is in that movie. I mean, the whole demise of her. Oh god, it's It's quite harrowing. Yeah. That it's whole
0: absolutely bit,
4: terrifying. Yeah, yeah, the whole bit in the church and everything—I find really uncomfortable to watch. Yeah,
0: yeah, and um, yeah, that—that that was actually my number six.
4: Oh, right. So, okay. Uh,
0: yeah, that's—I uh, really, really enjoy *The Devil's Advocate*. Um,
4: oh, I'm glad I found a, 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 a fellow <laughs> a, a admirer of that movie because I've often, often been. Uh, you know, ridiculed for liking it so much, but I said, You've got to give it another go. The script's great. Al Pacino is like Al Pacino is Hammiest. Who What's doesn't
0: want Al Pacino as mm. the devil? Like, yeah, that's like the perfect role, yeah, because yeah, he's so good. He's Al Pacino is incredible in that movie, and you could argue that maybe Al Pacino makes Keanu better, but there's like a particular scene where Keanu's in a bathroom, um, and he's just like. The smile, you know, he does this smile on his face and it's just, yeah, I mm. I totally buy his character and yeah, it's just everything about that movie. And like you say, it's consumerism. It's it's all about like uh, people, people in power and what power yeah. can do and um, how power can sway the justice system and... It's a, a really
4: interesting movie, definitely. For sure. Have you
2: seen it, Pat? I've never seen it, and I'll tell you the one thing: is I always get Devil's Advocate mixed up with Scent of a Woman. Oh, okay. Probably you shouldn't. They're, they're really very get, different. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Shouldn't, yeah <laughs> really, very shouldn't really do that. And I think it's just this whole Al Pacino. And I always think: is this is Devil's Advocate the one that he's blind in, or is it the one that he's the devil? I, I can't. Obviously, it's the clues in the name, I suppose. Yeah. Um, but no, <laughs> I've I've never seen it. And again, with, after listening to what you guys have said, maybe it's one of those movies that you should just
4: like... Dip, I, I, honestly, back into. I would give it a go, Pav. I think you you might be quietly surprised. And like I said, you know, it's not there just to watch Albertino Hammer. There really is some uncomfortable scenes. Yeah. You know, it was classed as a horror when it came out, which is, I think, unjust. It's not a horror movie at all. It's, you know, but there are little bits of frightening stuff in it if you really yeah. want to go down that route. But like I said, it's got some very uncomfortable moments in and. I would, yeah, it's a great movie.
2: Oh, okay. Yeah. On the list it goes. Uh, my number nine, um, Toy Story 4. Oh,
3: where, that's my where
2: he's, five. That's your number five, is it? Yeah. Um, where he's Duke Kaboom. He's the, like the evil Knievel of the uh, Toy Story world. I think he's the best thing in Toy Story 4, oh, without, a a <laughs> without a shadow of a doubt. Without a shadow of a doubt. Because, I mean, t- I love the Toy Story movies, but I think the fourth one's probably the weakest one out of the out of the whole lot but he just is fantastic he's got a fantastic the, the the voice the the character design um i mean i had an evil keneva when i was i was little so straight away as soon as i saw it, i thought oh i wouldn't mind one of the mm-hmm. booms to play with um but i think he is he is the, the best part of that movie
5: mm.
2: so it's um you know it's it's a disney movie but it's uh it's made all the better for Keanu Reeves. And I know a lot yeah. of people say, oh, but he's just doing the voice. I think there's a lot of skill in doing a good oh, voice characterization. 100%.
0: Mm. And this is one of the things that... Sorry, because I'm a bit of an animation nerd. One of the things that I think really annoys me is... Not only do when people think that animation is just for kids because it's not, no, but also people dismiss animation. And, oh, it's just easy. Like it's, it's that's an easy thing to do for an actor. I think to put in a really great vocal performance, you literally we could record some lines right now and put it to animation, and you know, I mean, it would probably be a bit rubbish. But I think, <laughs> it, would talking, myself, I think but it would be amazing. I think it would
2: be amazing.
0: I think you have to be committed, fully committed to do yeah. a good. Voice role, and it's like you, you know, people become synonymous with great animated roles. You think of Tom Hanks, and mm. obviously, he's done some great live action roles, but he is Woody, he will mm. always be Woody. Um, and I feel like that's the same for Duke Kaboom. It's not on my list, and the reason why it's not on my list is the first three Toy Story movies are so iconic. I that's like one of my favorite trilogies ever. Yeah, I think it is one of the most perfect trilogies that's ever been put to film. And I've always felt the fourth one has not been necessary. And I didn't really like what they did in the fourth one because, you know, Woody's always been about being there for Andy, being there for Bonnie. And then to just all of a sudden decide to be there for himself, I kind of felt that that's not what, in my mind, that's not what a toy would do. And so I, 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 I don't dislike the movie. I definitely think it's better for Keanu uh, and I will happily watch it for, for Duke Caboom because Duke Caboom is amazing. But yeah, it, it it just didn't make the list because I feel like it's unnecessary. <laughs> yeah,
4: I completely agree. I completely agree. Well, I mean, it, it, it was, but I still think it's, it's, like you say, toy stories and films that have got charm to me um, and charm in abundance that a lot of movies and animated movies can't replicate. And even number four it instills that to me. You know, it, when I sit and watch a Toy Story movie, even today, it, it transports me back to what I call my, you know, my child, well, It transports me back to my childhood as well with yeah. the toys that you see and everything. And that's why I have such a, a fondness for it. But Keanu Reeves in, in that is just perfect. Yeah. I couldn't think of anyone else that could do that
2: as well. But then that's a good thing. That's one thing that Pixar and Disney do well is Mm. they, the the animation, they cast their roles so well. And like you say, you think of Woody now and you think of Tom Hanks or vice Mm. versa. And any of the voices you think, right, that is so-and-so, yeah, you know, and I think that's right with Keanu. Uh, Right then, Em, your number eight, please.
0: My number eight. Okay. So it's a movie that I actually, again, only saw quite recently. I feel like this is becoming a trend, but it's not. Um, and it was one of those movies. I didn't know that Keanu was in it until I saw it. So it's not like he's top billed or anything. And that's the movie Parenthood. That's, oh,
2: my, number that's um, my number seven. That's my number seven.
0: Yeah. Um, and yeah, because I, well, I love Steve Martin. Um. I think he's brilliant. Yeah. And I saw that it was on streaming and I was like, I've not seen this movie. People are always telling me it's great. It's obviously, I think, I think it came out in 88, I believe. Um, So it's an older movie and I'd never seen it And I just completely loved it I love like the depiction of families And you know just the comedy that surrounds Mm. families And I loved that like his character Was a bit of a stoner boyfriend character But he wasn't like a mean stoner boyfriend Like he was still a loving kind stoner boyfriend Um, Mm. And it's like he's the sort of guy that No you probably don't want your teenage girl teenage girl, your teenage daughter to go out with. But, if he, if she's going to go out with a stoner, that's probably the best, you know, the best type of guy to go out with, you know, because he just seemed like, I just really liked him. I really loved him. <laughs> that movie. I thought yeah. he was really sweet.
2: Yeah. And the weird thing is, I mean, I, I again, like you, I'm a massive Steve Martin fan and, and so when it came out, the it 88, 89, whenever it was, watching it then, I was, what was I? 20 years old so I I didn't have a family at the time so I watched it just as a comedy and as as you know, a family comedy if you like I watched it about a year ago now that I'm a, I've, I've been a father and I'm a grandfather how different you watch that movie when I've got daughters and you see their boyfriends and like you think they're shits those boyfriends I don't like them at all and you think that of Keanu at the start of that movie. You think he, you know, he's riding around on his motorbike. He doesn't care about anybody. His attitude towards the parents aren't very nice. But he actually loves his girlfriend, you know. Yeah. And you realize that I've always had this, this mantra when it comes to my daughter's boyfriends is that I hate them until they prove me wrong. And then I might like them a little bit, you know. And I love the fact if they if they fear me. If like my daughter says, yeah, they're really scared of you. I say why? I've never had a fight in my life. But if that, I said that's good. If they think I'm this mean guy, that's good because then they might treat you nice. Yeah. So you watch the film in a completely different way than I did like 20 years ago or 30 years ago or whatever it was. But as a movie and and Keanu in it, I think he's fantastic because his character has this you think of what he is at the start or what you think he is and he turns out to be this and I'm, it's Diane Weiss is the 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 mum isn't it i think
0: um, and
2: i think River yes, Phoenix oh, is it? It. um Joaquin Phoenix is in it isn't he, he is, yes yeah, Joaquin yeah. Phoenix
0: Martha that's Plimpton's right. in it as that's well that's right um,
2: cuz okay, no spoilers but at the end when they decide they're going to go off and they're going to get i think they get married the you know Keanu and is it Martha Plimpton Martha Plimpton said? yeah and um Joaquin Phoenix says to his mum says oh that was very nice of you to do that and she goes yeah I don't think you know the the, uh, the odds of them sticking together aren't very good but you know you've got to let them have a chance and I thought that's just so sweet yeah. it's just <laughs> lovely they're sort of you know yeah they're probably not going to survive because they're way too young but who knows but yeah was that's a,
4: a Ron Howard film isn't it
2: uh yes it was yeah. a Ron Howard yeah. film
4: yeah yeah oh, it's been a long time since I Jason
2: seen Robards Rick Moranis Tom Hulse yeah yeah Joaquin Phoenix but he was Leaf Phoenix at the time yeah uh, yeah. yeah there you go uh go on then, Neil your number eight please
4: so it's a Bill and Ted but it's The Excellent Journey that's my number eight. Oh, is it really yes go. great minds so I can always remember seeing this at the cinema and not really knowing what I was letting myself in for because I, I didn't know a lot about what the movie was. And I have to say, I fell in love with both Bill and Ted yeah. unanimously when watching it. I thought it was an excellent premise. It's got my comedy hero, George Carlin, in. Uh, what's not to love? And the fact that they would, to you know, save their history paper or whatever it was, they went back and forward in time wild stallions I think it's just fantastic and so much fun and it hasn't dated that badly if you watch it and the effects in that are practical aren't they
0: they are oh. yeah that's uh, this is my number seven um oh, lovely and yeah I I really love it not only for the fact that it obviously I think it mainly kind of introduced the world to Keanu because obviously Mm. he'd had like smaller roles and this was like his first lead role, I believe. Um, And obviously with Alex Winter as well, they kind of make a really good pairing. And, Mm. and, you know, I feel like a lot of people's misconceptions about Keanu is like this stoner like, Whoa, dude, you know, all of that sort of stuff. And I think he plays up to that a lot in his roles, but I I think I just really love that you've got two teenage boys and ultimately they're just really good people mm. and yeah they're not they're not doing that brilliantly at school you know they are maybe slacking they are focusing on their band you know they're they're typical kind of teenage boys um but ultimately they they are good people and they do want to do well and I love the fact that they go through time and they pick up all these historical characters and they bring them all back. And yeah. I just think it's such a wonderful premise for mm. a movie. And mm.
4: um, It's yeah. a great family film. Yeah. It is. Yeah. It is a it great is. family film. It's when Napoleon goes to the
2: water park. That was the bit that always made me laugh. And he's like having his ice cream when he doesn't want to share with anybody. And he's still like eating this chocolate ice cream.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: It's, it's such such a it's, good movie.
0: It's so much fun. And it's like, and also, I think there's a lot of value in movies that do try and talk about history. And, mm. you know, because let's be honest, uh, if, if you're a family or if you're like a teenager, you're not going to want to watch a historical epic. You might not want to watch Elizabeth the Golden Age and, you know, mm. but something like Bin and Ted is really accessible for people You can learn a little bit about Joan of Arc. You can learn a little bit about Napoleon, a little bit about Socrates or Socrates. Socrates. But, you know, just like little tidbits of information. And I think that's really important because, like I say, historical epics are great, but you don't all the time want to sit down for a three-hour epic about Troy and Helen of Troy and all of that sort of stuff. But... You can happily sit and watch something like Bill and Ted and take a little bit of that information away with you. Mm-hmm. And I really love it when movies do that.
2: Yeah, yeah I well, I learned everything about Caesar from Carry On Cleo. So, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's those kind of things that you know oh, that you're going to, it's better than a history lesson. The infamy. The, the infamy.
4: The infamy, indeed.
1: Yeah.
5: Right at home.
3: Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.
2: It's, uh, I didn't realize that it was Jane Weedlin that played Joan of Arc. Yes. I just looked at that for. Oh, right. no, like, that amazing sure. song, Rush Hour, and she was in the Go Go's. Yes, she with, with was Belinda in with yeah. Belinda Carlisle. With Belinda Carlisle, yeah. Uh, such a good film. Such a good film. Uh, which that was my number eight. Um, which was also your number seven, M. Uh, Dracula, Bram Stoker's Dracula was your number seven, Neil. It was. My number seven was Parenthood. Um, M's number six was The Devil's Advocate. So, Neil, we're yeah. onto your number six, please.
4: So it's a it's a sequel, and it's a sequel to the excellent Journey. It's the bogus Journey, which That's I my think number five, is, <laughs> which I actually think is the sequel that's better than the original. Maybe I'm being controversial, but I think this yeah. one is. Because right, okay. of the inclusion of death, like you spoke about, William Sadler, is just phenomenal as death. I mean, the Reeves and Alex Winter to do what they do, and they do it well. But it is just that whole death sequence where they're, they're copying the seventh seal, where they're playing the games against death let's go again my battleship (laughs) yeah (laughs) i'm playing twister which made me laugh yeah um but it's i just find this one immensely funny yeah um there's lines in it you know when they go up to the pearly gates and they recite poisons every rose as it's thorn it's just inspired it really is fun 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 for all the family i think it's fantastic yeah, it's a really strong movie. This one, my number is it in your top 10, then?
0: It's not.
2: Okay. But
0: it was one of those. I found it really tough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I
5: found
2: it
0: really tough to do a top 10 in the first place. But yeah. um I yeah, I, I do enjoy Bogus Journey. I love the fact that they tried something different because I feel mm. like a lot of sequels will just rehash the same thing. So they could have been like Bill and Ted in college, and oh, they have to do like an assignment in college and, oh, they have to... You know, all of that sort of stuff. They could have done that quite easily. And I love that they did something different. Yeah. And that it was so wildly different as well. It was almost like a completely different franchise in mm. a way. It was so... It was a little bit dark as well, which I kind of really liked, like, the the idea of death, like, the character of death and the fact that Bill and Ted, death, you know? Yeah. um, I... I thought it was really um, interesting to kind of take it that way, um, and really brave, I think, mm. for for the movie to take it that way as well. And I love like the robotesses; I think they're brilliant. Yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah, and uh, Stosham. Yeah, um, That's it. yeah, love it. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah it's, it's great. And like I say, William Sadler. There's, I think, doesn't he play the bass or something at the end? And he, he does. has, like, he has a, he has a little rhyme that he says and I can't remember what it is but I remember watching it the first time and I absolutely pissed myself laughing I'm gonna have to I'll find it and put it on the video playlist because it was I can't remember what it was I wish I'd his little it. rap that he did, yeah he did look it? a yeah. little rap but it was <laughs> yeah. so funny so funny um my number six um was the movie that actually got me into watching Shakespeare movies and it's Much Ado About Nothing great version because I, I, we actually went to the cinema to watch this and for the first 15-20 minutes I thought I have no idea what they're saying I don't understand the language I don't understand the, the rhythm of what they're saying but that seemed very and a very accessible movie because it also had people that I recognised Michael Keaton was in it obviously Kenneth Branagh, Denzel Washington it was an amazing cast but Keanu Reeves was fantastic in it just this broody you know, like no-nonsense kind of guy. You thought, right, you can't mess about with, with this guy. Um, and I absolutely, it's my favourite. I think that and the Mel Gibson Hamlet, I think, are my favourite uh, Shakespeare um, adaptations, I think. Uh, in, in
4: either of yours, top tens? It was, I nearly did. It's on no. the other side okay. of my list. Um, I don't know why. I mean, it is a great movie. I mean, the Hey Nonny Nonny always makes me laugh. The Hey Nonny Nonny. Yeah. Um I don't know why yeah. It's this he is good in it, but I d I didn't really give I don't know what to say, really. It's a great movie and it's Kenneth Branagh's movie, isn't it? But oh, yeah. is is very good. But that's what Kenneth Branagh does so well. He 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 makes Shakespeare accessible mm. when he does it. So if you ever watch his Henry have you ever seen his Henry Five, his very accessible version of Henry Five, even I, think you know, I, I prefer the Olivier version. Oh sounds so pompous though. yes so I prefer the Olivier yeah. version but the the Branner version is so much more accessible right. right there okay. we are let's leave it there before we uh, go
0: <laughs> do you know what I've actually never seen it and that's really? really weird for me because it's a Keanu Reeves movie and I love Shakespeare Wow. <laughs> um, um yeah um it's been on my to watch list for ages and ages um and I need to hunt that out because mm. I, I really do want to see it. It's really yeah. funny.
2: It's really, and Michael Keaton is like just really, I mean, it's just a complete comedy. He's the comic relief he is the of the movie. movie but yeah. it, is, it is a really good movie. Really, really i Okay.
0: Good. I'll, I'll definitely hunt it out. If it's on a streaming service, I'll find it. Excellent. Um, because, yeah, that is it's exactly the sort of movie that I enjoy watching. Mm. Um. And like I've seen versions of Much Do About Nothing. Uh Joss Whedon, uh sorry to mention his name, but mm. he did one um, right. a few you years did. back. And I really enjoyed it. Uh, you know, I love Shakespeare adaptations. Mm. So um, yeah, but that unfortunately that's one that I've just not not had the uh opportunity to see yet. So there sad, you go.
4: One for your list there. And, on you, for know, my and list. you know and you know the play, Em, and you get a great like I say, you get a great version of the hey nonny nonny song in that one. Okay. Yeah uh so that was my
2: number six um m your number five was constantine constantine yeah. so neil what's your number five i told you toy story Four. cry! Oh, i didn't write it down. okay <laughs> okay sorry we'll
0: edit that, well, that bit out yeah that's uh, uh,
2: so my number five was bill and ted's bogus journey so here we go then so m your number four please my
0: number four Point Break.
4: That is my my number number four. That's my (laughs) number three. That's my number three.
0: I love Point Break. Yes. Um, I mean, the sexual tension in that movie between Johnny Utah and Bodie is just beyond. (laughs) And it's like, I feel sorry for Laurie Petty because Laurie Petty is there and she's a beautiful woman. But there is no way that Keanu's going to choose. Her over Patrick <laughs> Swayze yeah. I just I love that movie I think the stunts Are incredible mm. I think it's a really Fun story And I think it's really Tense as well Like mm, I love the absolutely. tension In that movie um, Yeah Point Break Is One of the best things He's ever done That's why it's The number four On my list Yeah, um, yeah It's And it's also One of the very rare Action movies That's directed By a woman Yeah um,
2: Catherine Bigelow Yeah.
0: Catherine Bigelow and it's it's interesting as well because you expect a movie that's directed by a woman to maybe look like it's directed by a woman, and I know that sounds probably sounds really weird, but obviously I am a woman, so <laughs> I feel like I can say this. Um, but I feel like she shoots the movie be, in a, in such a way that she knows that her name is is on the director's credit. But I feel like she's she still shoots it in a way to appeal to uh, an audience that may not comp- at the time completely accept a woman directing a movie like this. And I think one of the things I love about Keanu is, you know, not only is he respectful of women uh, and he always has been, he like, advocates for women in roles like this. Like he loves working with female directors. And um, I just think the Johnny Utah character, I mean, Jesus Christ, he's hot. Mm. So hot. Like the shower scene. Oh my God. Like I have palpitations watching that shower scene. <laughs> and then it's like Patrick Swayze is in there as well. And oh my God, he's hot. Like he, I mean, he is. He's Patrick Swayze. But the, the two of them together, there's just such electricity between them. Mm. And yeah, I absolutely adore Point Break. Um, just because it, it's. The stunts, man, like, they really jumped out of a plane. They did, yeah. And
5: they were
0: really surfing. Like, people don't get that shot. It's so incredibly difficult, especially when you're on the sea and you're bobbing up and down and you've got, like, huge huge waves. The fact that they got those huge surfing shots is incredible. Mm. I can't wait to do an episode on Point Break. I guess I've got so much (laughs) to say about Point Break, but...
4: Well, they it's nearly detailed. ruined it, didn't they, with the remake? I mean, I, that's, that's it, one. Yes. <laughs> oh, I, I trust me, I've only seen half an hour. I to switch it off. It was goddamn awful. But that's the thing; it, it doesn't
2: affect your love for this one because they no. ruined it. Well, they didn't. They didn't ruin this by doing another movie. No, no. The one thing about Point Break I found is that you've got two of the sexiest, coolest actors. The movie very easily could have been like, style over substance. It could have been just loads of... I mean, there are slow-motion shots of Keanu and Patrick Swayze, but it could have been just that. The fact that it's got this really compelling story, bank heist, um, the whole adrenaline rush of everything else makes it a movie that's a lot more than just two really hot guys
0: you know, <laughs> going oh, sorry, at it. was I focusing on the wrong thing there? No, no, because that's what it is. It,
2: you, you've got, like I say, you've got two, uh, at that point, what was it, 91. So they're both, both of them are at their, mm. their peak. Well, getting to their peak, I mean, Keanu probably had another, has obviously had another peak. And who's to say that if um, Patrick Swayze hadn't tragically passed away, he wouldn't have had a, you know, another peak. But... Mm-hmm they're both at the top of their game and it could have been and with any other director. It could have very easily have just been, you know, shots of them with their top off and let's not worry about the story. Let's just get as much as we can of those guys. Cause they look amazing.
5: Mm-hmm. They
2: do that, but there's also a great story in there as well.
4: And like you said, Catherine Bigelow's action direction, I think is it's phenomenal. fantastic. Nominal. I mean, Absolutely. that whole chase through the back alleys and the back streets and the back gardens. Yeah. It's just so and gary so busey
2: with his um young meatball oh, yeah meatball get me two, <laughs> two. Yeah. uh right, yeah, my a... number
4: four is speed well, that's my number three is again okay. uh,
5: the...
4: this is the one I nearly forgot about weirdly right no. right no get no out. no, not in the sense of <laughs> I forgot the movie it's the sense that I just didn't think about it when doing this list and i don't know why it was really odd this was one of the
0: first ones that i thought about that i was and again because i've seen it recently i went to the prince charles in london to see it on like the original 35 millimeter print oh right Mm -hmm. it was amazing
2: okay is it is it in your top three yes right but not in your top you're not in your next two though i take it so we we, we won't talk about it or is it number two number Uh, three it's number 2. It's number 2. Oh, there okay, go. there you go. That's cool. Um I think it's it's one of those perfect um action movies. I think yeah. it's got absolutely everything that you need. It's got a fantastic premise that has then been a bit like Die Hard, it's been, you know, rehashed and rehashed so many different times in different situations. Uh, Keanu is great. Sandra Bullock is great. Uh, Dennis Hopper is a fantastic baddie. He's just unhinged um, as a baddie. And, um, and
4: don't forget, what's his name? Jeff... Um, Jeff Daniels is like the sidekick. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
2: It's just a fantastic, fantastic movie. So mm. I can't really say it. I mean, less said about Speed 2, but... Um, I mean, well, you can, you can <laughs> understand why Keanu didn't do it, can't yeah, you? Know? Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, the thing that I love so much about Speed is he... Was I mean, he was purposely chosen because they wanted like an accessible, relatively normal guy. They didn't want a huge action star, like, you know, a no. big Arnold Schwarzenegger, muscly kind of guy. They basically wanted a guy who could be a cop in L.A. And that was the reason why Keanu was chosen, because, yeah, he's fit as fuck. But <laughs> he also does... He could pass as like an average guy on the street. Isn't, please, yeah. God, please, God, let, let me meet an average guy on the street <laughs> yeah. who looks and acts like Keanu. Please, God. Um, yeah. But I, the chemistry that he has with Sandra Bullock is off the chart. I love mm. that she's... Because this was obviously one of her first major roles. She'd done Demolition yeah. Man. Yeah. But she wasn't really known at the time. And obviously she's, she's a huge star now. She's amazing. And I... I love that they've got like this really sweet chemistry, but I love that he's got a vulnerable side. You know, Jack Traven, he is a cop. This is his job, but he's got a vulnerable side. Like, he cares about people, and that really works. I think if they had, like, someone like Bruce Willis or Arnold Schwarzenegger or whoever in that role, it would not have worked because... You need to be able to empathize with the situation. you need to believe that he really cares about these people on the bus that he cares about annie um you know and it's like it's it's like different it's like all of these set pieces all put together like you start off with the elevator, which is just so tense you know and when it's like coming down and I I mean that that's one of the best scenes in the movie for me with with the the I, I call it an elevator. I shouldn't really call it a lift, shouldn't I? Because I'm British, but you know, the lift, the elevator, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Um, but it's so tense. And then it's like it goes from that tension to like something completely different on like the bus. And I I'm just so in love with that movie. I'm just, I still think it looks incredible. It holds up really well. Yeah. There's so much amazing practical effects in that movie. And that's the reason why it holds up because they were really blowing up buses. They were really jumping buses. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just think it catapulted him into like this action star. Like this was like the movie that really kind of cemented this role for him. And, and obviously the same for Sandra Bullock as well, but it's a movie you can go back to and you can watch again and again, and again, the music, the score, Yander um, Bond's direction, because uh, obviously he was a, he was known as being a cinematographer. He wasn't known for directing, so That's right. this yeah. was something completely new for him. <coughs> and the whole like Die Hard on a bus, I think, doesn't give Speed enough credit because it's more than Die Hard on a bus. Die Hard as an entity, It's brilliant. I love Die Hard, but there's something about Speed. Like, give me a choice between Die Hard and Speed. Unless it's Christmas, because Die Hard's a Christmas movie, everyone Absolutely. Let's like that. Um, yeah. But I will always choose speed. Um, yeah. It's absolutely fantastic, and he's gorgeous. <laughs> and I want him to save me. <laughs> I want to be the Annie in his Indeed. life. <laughs>
2: Indeed, I want to be the Annie as well.
4: <laughs> Go on, Neil, your thoughts? Well, I can't really add to much to what M's already said. I mean, no. it's one nearly a nearly a, no, no, it's all right. absolutely you you articulated it so well. It's it is one of, a near on perfect action film, isn't it? It has you from the beginning right through to the end. Like you say, Dennis Hopper's a great villain. He he, he really really does shine on that. Pop Queer's Hot Shop. Yeah. So it's yeah yeah it's it's there's nothing else you can say. It's a great great movie. It really is. certainly is. It's all in our top...
2: Well, how would I have it at number four? So, okay, that's my number four. So, M, we need your number three then, please.
0: Okay. So this was particularly hard because there are... This is a trilogy of movies, and I, I assumed I couldn't use the whole trilogy um, <laughs> as an entity. So I had to pick one out of the trilogy. Um, and... I've chosen as my number three, John Wick, Chapter 3, Parabellum. Oh, okay. Now, there's a reason why I didn't choose John Wick, and I, need, I feel like I need to explain myself. Now, John Wick was obviously the catalyst for this amazing comeback. I love John Wick, and I love John Wick, Chapter 2. Um, but the reason why I picked... Parabellum over the other two is first of all I feel like if you're going to pick one out of the other two you pick John Wick but there's a specific scene in John Wick that I simply cannot watch and I've never been able to watch it I watched it for the first time um and I cried for 20 minutes so I have seen the movie since but I have to fast forward that particular scene um, just because it upsets me so much. It didn't help at the time that I watched it. I just lost one of my cats. One of my cats had just died. And so I was just, I was bawling for 20 minutes, guys. Like I could, I was sobbing when that thing happened in that movie. Um, so that's the reason why I couldn't choose the first John Wick, even though it's really important. But mm. to me, like John Wick, Chapter 3, Parabellum, is... They know at this point what the John Wick name means. And they are like, we are just going to go completely batshit crazy in this movie. We are going to put everything in this movie. We're going to do these amazing stunts. We're going to bring Halle Berry and some dogs into this movie. And you're going to fucking love it. And I'm sitting there (laughs) and I'm just like, literally lapping this shit up. Like, this is amazing. It's beautiful. It's got these beautiful shots with like this neon lighting Oh, I bloody love John Wick three. It's it's my jam. Okay. They they it's like it's like they were making a movie just for me.
5: Yeah. <laughs>
0: and I, I fucking love it. It's and just it's
2: unapologetic, isn't it? It an apologetic, isn't it? Is it is we're gonna throw everything
0: at you yeah. and we're just gonna sit
2: there and enjoy it.
0: It's like, you know, when they did John Wick, they didn't expect to make a franchise out of it. No. Like, but they've built... I feel like they've built the world organically enough. So you have all of this, like, backstory about where he came from and, you know, this organisation and all of that stuff. But, I mean, Halle Berry is awesome. I love mm. her anyway. But those dogs, amazing. Amazing mm. stunt work with those dogs. And as I as I keep coming back to practical effects, um, it's just it's just so much fun and it's it's super violent yeah and i'm not usually a huge fan of super violence but it's almost cartoony kind of violence and i just i just really dig him as john wick and i wish i could have chosen all three um but i felt like i didn't want the whole top 10 to be like john wick one john wick 2, uh, yeah john wick 3. that's what i thought it yeah, might john be I thought,
2: <laughs> yeah i thought we were gonna have like the matrix and uh, the other matrix move i think it's yeah. just be like <laughs>
0: just Loads just of two franchises. or three, yeah, two um, or three
2: franchises, and that was going to be it, yeah.
0: But I wanted to pick one of them, and I was like, "That's the one that always sticks in my mind the most." Right. For just being so bombastic, yeah. So yeah, it had to be John Wick three.
2: Cool, that's wonderful. Yeah. Uh, Neil, you had Speed at number three. I did. I had Point Break at number three.
4: M, you had Speed at number two. So Neil, what's your number two? So it is the first Matrix movie. I, like everybody else, went to see this, not quite knowing what to expect. And having That's my, my socks- number
2: two as well, by the way.
4: Oh, there we go. And having my yeah. socks completely blown off. It was original. It was unique. We'd never seen anything like it. The bullet time, although it' been replicated and bastardized so many times, it is now iconic to me for that movie. I think all the cast are fantastic and it throws out some great ideas. It's not just an all-out sci-fi action movie. It's got some absolutely fantastic ideas in it. And it still holds up, I feel. It It really does hold up. I haven't put any of the sequels in there because they were both shite. I'm going to be honest. (laughs) Well, all three of them. The the new one. I haven't seen the new one, so I can't comment on that.
0: Okay, (laughs) okay. But... do do i do i need to sorry i was just gonna say do i need to say what number this is for
4: me
2: because i think it might be obvious yeah no no, wait until you've done your rundown and then we'll uh, then we'll get
4: we'll have a chat okay (laughs) but yes it was a a unique moment in cinema history wasn't it 99 this came out yeah can you remember those 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 times when it because
2: they i think they released didn't they release them like they released two and three like each christmas didn't they they did The same as, like, The Lord of the Rings. I think The Lord of the Rings, they did the same thing with the the number two and number three. Yeah, I believe
0: they filmed them back to back as well, which wasn't really done at the time. So it was like, um, I I mean, I've got a lot to say about this movie and I I feel like I should probably hold off for obvious reasons. Um, (laughs) But I feel like um, I have so much respect for the Wachowskis, just generally. I feel like they are visionary filmmakers and I love the fact that they try and do things differently um but yeah anyway come back to me we will come back do. to me in a little yeah. bit because i've got a lot to say about we, that movie
2: indeed indeed yeah it's it's my number two as well i think it's um it's it, all those things it's visionary and everything but we'll, we'll have a chat about it in a minute yeah. for sure um so that was my number two so um before we reveal our number ones then M, if you want to give us a countdown from number 10 to number two and then neil and i'll do the same
0: Okay, so my number 10 was Always Be My Maybe. My number nine was Bram Stoker's Dracula. My number eight was Parenthood. My number seven was Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. My number six was The Devil's Advocate. My number five was Constantine. My number four was Point Break. My number three was John Wick, Chapter 3, Parabellum. And my number
4: two was Speed. Wonderful. Neil, you'll tend to two. So at number 10, I had Constantine. At number nine, The Devil's Advocate. Number eight, Bill and Ted's Excellent Journey. Number excellent seven, Adventure, Neil. Uh, excellent. What did I say? Journey, did yes, Excellent yes. Adventure. I have sorry. to pull you up on that, otherwise I won't be yeah. asleep tonight. Oh, uh, there we go. Adventure. <laughs> I didn't realise this. Number seven, Dracula. And number six, Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> number five, Toy Story 4. Number four, Point Break. Number three, Speed. And number two, The Matrix. Thank you. And mine is number 10,
2: Bill and Ted Face the Music. Nine, Toy Story 4. Eight, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Seven, Parenthood. Six, Much Ado About Nothing. Five, Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. Four, Speed three-point break, and two, The Matrix. So, M, please give us your number one Keanu Reeves... Reeves? Keanu Reeves Reeves movie. Here we go.
0: Well, my number one is 47 Ronin. No, I'm joking. (laughs) I just had to write that down. (laughs) No, no, I have seen 47 Ronin. It's actually not as bad as people say it is. Um, But no, my number one is The Matrix. And there's... I mean, there's many reasons why a lot. I really struggled with this. I was going back and forth between this and speed a lot. It was a genuinely tough decision. Mm. <laughs> I can't even tell you. Like, at one point, it was speed, and then I was like, no, it's the Matrix. No, it's speed. No, it's the Matrix. And the reason why I chose the Matrix over speed was, and I kind of alluded to it earlier, was what the Matrix did for cinema. Mm. How influential the Matrix actually was, how important the Matrix is. Um, because it's it is one of those things that I feel like has been watered down by its sequels. Um, but watching the original, it still feels like so fresh and yeah. so interesting, and the world building, and you know, it's got this amazing cast. You've got Keanu Reeves, you've got ann Moss, Lawrence Fishburne, and it's in a way, it's a it's a pretty simple idea. The whole uh, is this reality? are we are we being controlled by machines? Um, it's something that I think a lot of people still think about to this day. Um, but it's it's actually quite a simple premise, but I really love how it's executed. I love the visuals in it. And there's a lot of CG in that movie, but I think it's done really tastefully and respectfully not so much in the sequels. I think they go a bit overboard in the sequels personally, but this was really such a landmark in so many ways. It was a landmark for Keanu's career. He'd obviously been this action guy. People knew he could do action, but this was something beyond, like you mentioned, Neil with the whole bullet time thing. Mm. Um, This, this was basically changing the landmark of cinema. This was changing special effects. Mm. And it, it, it became a parody of itself in so many ways. People started to parody the whole bullet time thing and because it was so influential and it was so important. Um, the other thing that, uh, sorry, I'm losing my train of thought because I've got so much going on in my mind. Um, <laughs> it was also, to me, a landmark for the Wachowskis. This was kind of the movie that propelled them into stardom. I feel like their career has been a little bit varied. like. For for the for every The Matrix, there's stuff that people don't rate as much. Stuff like uh, Jupiter Ascending, which mm. I think is okay, actually. Speed Cloud- Racer was another Speed one. Speed Racer, like oh, I think that's okay too. I think yeah. there is merits to what Lily and Lana Wachowski do. Um, the fact that they're trans women as well, they weren't obviously they hadn't they weren't out as trans women at the time of The Matrix. But there's so many trans metaphors and allegories in the matrix if you look at it closely enough there's so much stuff in there about identity and about how important it is to basically live your authentic life and obviously we don't know what they were dealing with at the time um, but clearly there was some thought put in there about identity and about how important it is to be your authentic self and not live in a fantasy world you know live in your reality And I really love that, especially now that they have come out as trans women, Um, because I think a lot of people won't necessarily take it as a, a story about being trans, because I think you can you can just look at it as, you know, a sci fi movie. And that's great. Like if you just want to see it as a brilliant sci fi movie, that's amazing. You go out and you enjoy that movie. But if you want to look a little bit deeper, there's so many layers in there. I just think it's so important to have movies like that, um, and you know they went they went ahead. They make these incredible movies that are so different and so vivid. And you know, apart from Speed Racer, they don't tend to kind of adapt other things. They make up their own sort, yeah. sort of stuff. And I I love the Wachowskis for that. And I think they don't get enough credit for what they've done as directors. But it all kind of started with The Matrix, and. I can't say enough good things about how brilliant that movie is and, and how influential it is. It's more influential than I think people give it credit for. And it also came out in 99. 99 was a stellar year for movies. Mm. Brilliant year. The Mummy came out in 1999, so that's how you know it's a good year. Yeah. But honestly, I couldn't, as much as I love speed, I couldn't not choose The Matrix as number one in the end. It, it means too much.
2: Yeah. I think that was the thing. For me, it was a switch between... That and my number one, um, but I'm a well. I say I'm assuming I know what your number one is. Neil, is your what is your is your number one? Well,
4: I did did sort of cheat because I didn't want to fill up the top three. To me, you 1, one, two, three. Is John Wick? That's I my. Am, new I've new done new. it as a trilogy because oh, I. Have absolutely... you? Oh, that's cheap. What you've done it as a trilogy?
3: Well, no, I
4: did because you I didn't want to fill it up with everything else. You all can. Right, I'll that's... go the original then. Okay, that's all right then. Because That's my number but, one as well. Yeah, it's John, John Wick. I do love it as a trilogy. It's a stand. It's such a good trilogy. I'm so excited for number four. Yeah. Yes, me too. Um, but I just love the fact that it was quite, um, in today's standards, a low budget feel to it at the beginning. Mm-hmm. You know, and the, we're going through just simple, everyday, almost cliches of these storylines where something horrible goes wrong to somebody hard, and they go off and kick the shit out of all of them for it. You know we've seen it done, but he does it so well in that movie, and his cold assassin-like um, calculations of killing everybody in that film are just great. And you really root for him, don't you? Of course, because, you because of course you like can. you said, when you've seen his dog. Oh, spoilers, <laughs> well, As soon as the dog get killed, you know, you want revenge as
2: much as him. Yeah. Well, it's one of the unwritten rules of movies, isn't it? Is you don't kill the dogs. Yeah. You don't kill children and you don't kill the dog. And the the beautiful thing about it is not just the fact that you want him to go and kill everybody. It doesn't matter how sympathetic you are to the bad guys. But it's also the fact that as soon as they know they hear the name John Wick. Yeah. Even the main bad guy, the top boss, mm. takes a big gulp of his drink and is like, shit, oh no, what, what has my son done? <laughs> because they all know you know, he is the bogeyman. He is the mm. man that is going to come and, and just kill. He's not going to be happy until everybody is dead because there is no negotiation. That is his job. That is what he's good at. And like, it's like you said, Em, the whole um, world building of it all. Mm. Yeah, you know, the continental and the fact that they've all got their own currency and the, and that's where they yeah. go to for for um sanctuary if you like. I think it's it's one of the greatest action movies ever made it's great it is a great, a great and it is a great trilogy but you did um you, you did cheat there neil i'm sorry i mean you, you did
0: cheat neil <laughs> let's be honest let's
4: let's not absolutely absolutely <laughs> i thought well I'll, I'll bundle them all in together both
2: myself and em we're not angry we're just disappointed very disappointed <laughs> not as oh, disappointed <laughs> as
4: i am in myself but, so... but, but it just i just didn't want to fill it up because uh, to be honest i probably would have gone three two one you know
0: Yeah, well, that Uh, that was the issue that I had. And I was like, unlike you, Neil, I was like, I'm going to choose one. Um, Yeah. So, yeah. yeah.
2: That's just how it is. That's just how it (laughs) is. I did choose number one. You did in the end. Yeah. Eventually,
0: after some peer pressure. Indeed.
2: (laughs) Indeed. Um, we got some honourable mentions that we'll quickly just whiz through. Uh, at and why not pod said Speed, the Bill and Ted trilogy, got pick one and why not pod. Uh, John Wick, Parenthood, uh, Keanu, Point Break, he's the best thing in Toy Story 4 and his awesome cameo in Always Be My Maybe. Uh, at Dad underscore Sleepy said Point Break, Dracula, John Wick, but his cameo in Always Be My Maybe deserves a shout at Harry May movies says speed point break constantine time matrix bill and ted john wick have to be uh, Lisa Buchanan says alright this is hard because I adore him I imagine myself as Diane Keaton in something's got to give and Keanu oh
0: god yes oh yes I forgot about that one
2: <laughs> and Woo! Keanu was whisking me away to Paris his role in parenthood with Diane Weiss is very memorable as well loved him in I love you to death with William Hurt Kevin Klein, and Tracy Allman I've not
0: seen that one but yeah something's got to give why why would Diane Keaton not choose him (laughs) oh my god don't choose Jack Nicholson god damn it (laughs) oh my Diane Um, what's wrong with you
2: Stu Grant said The Matrix, A Scanner Darkly, My Own Private Idaho, Matrix Reloaded, The Devil's Advocate, Interview with a Vampire. Was he an interview with a vampire? No, no he, he wasn't. wasn't. No. 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 John Wick and League of Super Pets. Uh, at Noah Andy said Has to be The Matrix, a movie that set the standard for Hollywood action sci fi. P.S. I'm in Orlando, half canned. Wonderful. Have a good time in <laughs> Orlando. Uh, just films and that, said The Matrix. Uh, Gigi Humphrey said The Prince of Pennsylvania. His that's best quote early, ever. His best quote ever came from this movie, which was, "You know those things are damn near indestructible. Come nuclear holocaust, holocaust, there will only be two things left in this world: cockroaches and goddamn portable shit houses." There you go. That's what. I, that's if we ever do top ten movie quotes, I'm going to put that one in my uh, <laughs> in my in my top ten. Thank you very much, everybody, for your uh, honorable mentions. That's it. M, um, we did it. Yeah, we did yes. it. I must admit, I thought we were all gonna have John Wick when you didn't. When you said John Wick number three for number three, I thought we could have another one where we've got all mm-hmm. the same number one, but it wasn't. It doesn't matter. Matrix, I think, was very could have been either way for all of us. I think. Um, but yeah. So M, what for your podcast? What have you got coming up on your uh, pod? Well,
0: um. So I've actually got, um, well, I don't, obviously I don't know when this episode is coming out. Is this oh, coming out uh-huh. very soon? Or this,
2: this will be coming out on the 26th of September.
0: 26th of September. Okay. Yeah. So, um, well, coming up, I've got, uh, might as well say, because, you know, it'll be all out by then. Um, so I've got Blade 2 coming out this week as of recording. That's actually coming out tomorrow. Um, I'm then going to be taking a bit of a break week because I've been a bit poorly. So I yeah. haven't managed to... Get the stuff done that I needed to do, but after that, it's going to be Terminator Two, Judgment Day. Oh, nice! Which I'm very excited to do. Um, and then I think about the time this episode comes out, it's going to be Adam's Family Values.
5: Okay. Nice, um, nice.
0: But I, I need to basically rejig my schedule a little bit because I've, uh, I've, I basically had to take a, a week off uh, because of, of being a bit poorly. So. Um, So yeah, my my schedule's kind of a little bit up in the air, but I think it'll be Adam's Family Values um, at the end of the month. And then I'll be going into um, a month of foreign cinema, which I'm really excited about because foreign movies are great. There's loads of them. And I'm going to focus on some amazing foreign language movies from like China, Japan, South Korea, Sweden, and Mexico. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I think it's Spanish language. It, it's Spanish language, but I believe, oh, I need to check, but <laughs> yeah. I can't remember where it's set now, but I'm sure it's set in Mexico anyway. Um, so yeah, I'm really excited to look at some foreign films.
2: Excellent. Well, we'll put the link in the show notes to, to the pod. Please go and have a little listen to it, go and subscribe and, and, uh, all of the stuff that goes along with that. I we'll, we'll take it you're on all the different platforms as normal. Um,
0: yeah. Yeah. Sorry. I, 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 i'm rubbish at plugging my own stuff aren't i um so yeah my podcast is verbal diorama and it's basically all about the the history and legacy of movies you know and movies you don't and so i do a full deep dive into different movies every week um some big blockbuster movies some kind of smaller movies but any movie that's got a really interesting story behind it um i love to talk about production stories and stuff like that it's one of my favorite things i love researching stuff so um Yeah, I can find Verbal Diorama on all of your podcasts. That's basically wherever you find this podcast. Mm -hmm you can find verbal diorama as well
2: Excellent. we will put the link in the show notes as well to make it even easier for you to go Uh, before we say goodbye Neil do you want to tell everybody how
4: they can get in touch with us and all that gubbins of course I will so you can find us on all the social medias at top 10 pods give us a click give us a like give us a follow email us at top 10 pods at hotmail.com ask us any questions or give us some suggestions for top 10s and do please come and help support the podcast at patreon.com forward slash top 10 pods there's all sorts of rewards for uh, for your delight including being a guest uh check out all the links via the link tree you can find the link in the show notes and do please give us a rating review wherever you get your podcast from wonderful and we'd like to say
2: hello to kelly kelly palmer is our latest patreon subscriber so thank oh, you kelly thank you so bless much, you kelly. bless you so much for your support um and enjoy the bonus content there will be a video playlist to go with this we'll have all the we'll have the the keanu kiss from uh, what, was it, what was it called always be always my be baby my maybe. uh we'll have uh, a few clips of him doing his uh dracula stuff and i'll even put the clip of him in knock knock which uh, uh is seen to be to be believed or whatever the uh saying is there but that's it thank you so much em it's been so nice to finally meet you properly <laughs> and speak thank you. to you um wow, thank you so
4: much
0: for having me it's been really good fun
2: Excellent. That's wonderful. Neil,
4: thank you so much. Thank you very much, Bev. Thank you very much, Em. It has been an absolute I was going to say,
0: don't you mean excellent? Yeah, you? <laughs> that's what we should have done.
2: <laughs> thank you very much, everybody, for listening and watching. And let's start the countdown. Ten. Nine.